Today is October 30th. The World Series is tied at a game apiece. Brian Reynolds is named a finalist for the Silver Slugger Award. Let's talk about it here on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Let's go, Bucks. Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast, where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother, Jake. What's up, Jake? How we doing, man? I tell you what, had a rough night last night getting some sleep and stuff, so I'm drinking this root beer bang. Dude, it's awful. <laughs> I was so excited. I found it. I was like, wow, never had a root beer bang before. This is sweet. Wife says we'll get it. It's okay. I'm trying it right now, and it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. You'll uh, see me take a drink. I'll probably make like faces and stuff because I'm going to drink it. I paid for it, and I'm super tired right now. And this is what I got. So it's going down. <laughs> Marketing. <laughs> You're talking about how bad it is, but now there are people who are going to go out and try it. <laughs> they have to. It's like the raccoons. Oh, it's terrible. Try it. You got to try this. That's funny. Um, but like the thing is, like, just to give you a little bit of a background here, like in within his life, within his time here on Earth, Jake was quite the uh, the root beer. I don't even know if like, would you go like, were you a root beer connoisseur of sorts? Yeah, that's. I mean, I tried every root beer I could find. Yeah. Um, I used to save the bottles. Like every kind of root beer I tried, I'd save the bottle. Mm -hmm. There was too many bottles. I just couldn't keep going. So I threw them all (laughs) away. (laughs) So that was basically when it stopped. Or do you still like every, you get excited. Yeah. 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 If you get to try a new root beer, you're like, yeah, Yeah. I'm in, I'm all in on this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I just remember like I was, a, I like a lot of root beers. I like to drink different root beers. It was always kind of like, exciting for me but like i just found henry weinard's and was like dude this is the best root beer i've ever had i'm not ever drinking anything else (laughs) but i think that's par for the course right i find something i like and i just buy 80 of them until they don't make it anymore well true (laughs) we'll keep we'll stay on par with this because when we were playing in a band we were going through zanesville ohio and uh we're talking energy drinks Still, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So be adrenaline rush. If we have any anybody who's ever liked or or tasted so be adrenaline rush, you've got to hit us up on Twitter or comment on the YouTube or whatever, because dude, it was my favorite. And we were in Zanesville, Ohio, one time, and I bought twenty three cans because it was so hard to find. I bought twenty three cans and at a gas station. They're like, I was like, do you have any more in the back? I'll buy every one you have here. i will keep you in business some things never change i buy the white monsters by the case i uh i bought a case of surge when it when it was re-released there for a while i bought a whole case of it from our uh local gas station because i couldn't find it other places Mm -hmm. we're uh we're committed 
<laughs> so <laughs> committed to the, caffeine. Quick, quick story about the surge. You remember this one? So we lived in Toronto, Ohio, drove 45, 50 minutes to go to Boardman, Ohio, because B-dubs and Boardman at the mall still had surge in the fountain. We drove one night up to B-dubs, got two fountains each. Yeah. Like we got two cups each, got back in the car and came home. Yeah. We didn't even eat. Yeah. When I lived in Columbus, I used to, on my way home from work, this is when I was in college, on my way home from work, I would stop at the Fuddruckers and walk in and just be like, I'll take two giant cups of Surge because they still had it. And it got to the point where they were just like, you ain't got to pay, dude. (laughs) (laughs) So like every once in a while, they'll just charge me for one, even though I got two giant ones. I'd go home and I'd put one in the fridge and like you had to drink them that night or it's going to be flat. Yeah. That's way too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so now we're we just went from like committed to crazy, but surge was like a thing. Like it was like a thing like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, if anybody else, now that's another one. That's not really an energy drink. That's just a pop. Mm-hmm. But like if if you were into surge, you got to let us know that too. We were quite the surgeaholics. I'd be lying if I didn't say I checked some coolers around here when I came down to Mississippi just to see if there was. You were checking specifically for surge. <laughs> Like the kind of habit. Like the 16 ounce cans, you know? Oh my gosh. It's been like two, three years since they did that. Never know. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> You're crazy. How's the new house, by the way, Mississippi? Uh, it's getting there. Um, trying to get my cars in the garage still. That but, doesn't have um, anything to do with it. <laughs> what do you mean? Cars Our in the garage is a mess. I'm sorry. I get you. I thought you said my car's in the garage, so we haven't been doing much for the house like you were getting it worked on. No, I'm oh, trying to what get, an idiot. I'm um, trying to get our garage cleaned up so that I can get our cars into our garage. Dude, get so the thing is is like we got it to that place when we moved in here and then we unloaded the rest of it, right? Before we sold the the fire station and um now it's full again and now we have some visitors coming out in a couple weekends and we were like, "Hey, uh we probably need to do it. We, we got to the place where we were functional and we just stopped trying. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we just stopped I, I get trying. That. I get so that. don't get there. Keep on it because yeah. you'll well, sit for yeah, weeks we, and not yep. do anything because you're like, hey, life, let's just do like normal for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. But eventually it needs to be cleaned up. So you may as well do it. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of housekeeping. We got a couple housekeeping things. Pirates signed some minor leaguer from Indy Ball. Um, and <laughs> and Jose Godoy elected free agency, as we assumed he would. Yeah. So, Jose Godoy. Uh, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's basically it. Uh, interdivision talk. Nolan Arenado opts into the remaining five years of his contract. Stay in St. Louis. Five years, 144, probably could have got more money. Does this surprise you? No, it, it, it doesn't. Uh, because who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to play for the Cardinals? Ooh. You're already there. You've already had success there. Yeah. They're going to keep, they're going to continue to succeed. Yeah. And that's the thing is, you know, there's a guarantee that the team that you're on is going to continue to try to win. Mm-hmm. 
And I think for a guy who maybe spent all those years in Colorado where it was like, yeah, we want to win, but some night, some years we're not looking like it. Mm-hmm. And St. Louis always looks like it. Yeah. And shoot, I mean, maybe part of you say, part, you know, maybe part of this situation is the what happened with Yachty and, and Pujols. Be like, this is how people get treated. Like, he'll get treated that way, even though he wasn't there his whole career. If he stays there the rest of it, Mm-hmm. They're gonna treat him that well, because yeah. they do, you know. Yep. But that's kind of interesting. But it's not surprising. It there's a little bit of surprise there because like this was his last chance. Mm-hmm. This was his last free agent. I mean, five at the end of this, it's one year deals after that. Yeah, but at some point, I mean, 144 million is gonna be enough. Well, <laughs> of course it's enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, 100. You're in a spot you like. Yep. But as I'm saying, I, just, I think it's interesting. I'm not, I don't think it's surprising because I think yeah. a lot of players would just say, hmm, I could do better, you know, and that might even be to, to re-sign with them. But for more, I don't know. It's fair money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Um, That's it. That's our housekeeping. <laughs> uh, We're going to talk about the World Series, but. We got some other stuff first. Uh, award season is is coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I don't know when, but like they're going to announce things like Roberto Clemente Award. I think that's during the World Series. I don't know when. There's another one too that they announced during. I can't remember what it is. But we got a while for Rookie of the Year and Managers and Cy Young and MVPs. All those are, I don't think they're, they're not announced till the 7th, uh, but we'll talk about those when they come up. Silver Sluggers are going to be announced November 10th, but we are going to spend some time on Brian Reynolds and the Silver Slugger Award in general tonight because of the fact that they just announced, just like we did with the Gold Glove stuff, they just announced all the finalists and stuff like that. So we're going to you know, spend some time on Brian Reynolds and his season and whether or not he has a chance for Silver Slugger, like we did, Key Brian, last week with the Gold Glove. Um, and the Gold Gloves will be announced this week Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, in case you're listening from anywhere else. 5 p.m. Eastern. So, um, Key Brian Hayes was not uh, eligible last year to win a gold glove. He was not a finalist, despite leading the league in a lot of categories. Um, And because of that, the the analytics folks at what – uh, BIS baseball information something or other, I think is what the S stands for. <laughs> uh, they awarded Key Brian Hayes with the Fielding Bible Bible Award last year for third baseman. And he didn't get it this year. And that's a little bit surprising because if they would have just listened, I mean, we made the case mm-hmm. <laughs> last week. So I was a little bit surprised he didn't get that. I don't know if I, basically, Pirates Twitter let them have it for it. But they said it was very close. And the worst thing that they could have said, they they used as an example, and they said, yeah, we, we do a lot of things based on analytics because they are like, it's data. Yeah. And, uh, man, I, it, by the way, it's solutions. Baseball Info solutions. Um, They said that the eye test still counts. And I was actually like, what about, like, if that, because that's the only thing you have to go off of now. 
Because <laughs> he's he had a better year. Yeah. So what eye test are you talking about between Arenado and Hayes? Because my eye test still says Hayes. Now, my eyes are also pirate fan eyes. <laughs> so <laughs> whether you want it to be or not, um, there's a bias there. Yeah. So, dude, every dude. week, guys, every week, you're going to hear one of my text <laughs> messages or something like that come uh, in every week because I am, I don't understand how to f- remember to turn those off. So, great job. <laughs> Closed it out. I shouldn't get another one. I might, but I shouldn't. <laughs> well, I mean, so basically, Hayes got this. What Bible award, whatever. Yeah. Uh, last year, and Arenado got the glove. So this year, they're going to give that to Arenado. That way, they can give the gold glove to Key. Yeah, completely different people voting on it, but maybe 100%. maybe the Fielding Bible people know who already know who won, and so they're like, "Ah, we'll give it to the other guy." <laughs> yeah, here's your participation trophy. <laughs> I don't think so, though. I don't think so, though. It's just real interesting to me. Because I felt like he should have. However, Tuesday we're going to find out if the people who vote for this, which is mostly like coaches and like some some few players and like only National League coaches. So these are guys who actually got to see him. Yeah. And there's a lot of... Uh, he's got the reputation already, regardless of oh, yeah. not having yeah. m- very much hardware. The reputation's already there. I mean, he's has he has hardware in the lower levels. Yeah, a bunch of yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he should win it. We'll find out Tuesday if he does, and if he doesn't, then it's based on the fact that Arenado's a better hitter, and that sucks. So, because it shouldn't be that way. No, if he doesn't win, it's a shame. Last week I was a little bit more lenient on that because I was looking at the numbers and they're close, but the more I looked at him this week the more I was like, dude, there's no shot. Like he, I was trying to not be uh, like my guy always should win about it. Mm-hmm. But like, really, he should win it. Anyway, we'll see Tuesday. We'll find out. Yeah. But uh, this week, we're going to talk about Brian Reynolds because Brian Reynolds was named a finalist for the Silver Slugger this year. And I don't know. I mean, I guess I was a little bit interested to see that. I was a little, I was a little caught off guard. Did it surprise you? Yeah, it sure did. Just because he didn't have the Brian Reynolds season we that we kind of expected. Yeah, we spent a lot of time talking about how he can bounce back. Yeah, and he, and he, and he did, but he still didn't. It still wasn't the prototypical Brian Reynolds season. That we were kind of expecting. Right. But I mean, we broke it down earlier, you know, when he was batting 194 after April or March, we were like, what, what is it? What is it going to take? And, and, and I pulled up, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now with the Freddie. We compared him to the Freddie season when Freddie bounced back. Freddie mm-hmm. hit like 370 in one of the months. Mm-hmm. Reynolds never really did that this year, but he did bounce back. Yeah. And we thought that sure. June was going to be that month. It was his month the year before. Mm-hmm. And he ended up batting 333 that month. Uh, you know, 379 on base, 610 slugging. I mean, he he did. He had a really good, really good month. He played 28 games, eight home runs, two triples, 
I mean, he only hit two triples the rest of the season. He, you know, he had four triples. Mm. No, he hit one in in April. Right. He hit one in April and one in August and two in June. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see what you mean. Not the rest of the season after June, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I got you. But, you know, 19 RBIs in June. I mean, he was, he had a good month and he, and he kind of struggled again in July. Mm-hmm. Went back down to 200, but... But the biggest difference to me is that April, March, he batted 194 and his on-base percentage was 293. When he batted 200 in July, his on-base percentage was 333. Oh, it's yeah. a 40-point difference in on-base percentage with only a six-point difference in his batting average. So, I mean, the batting average dipped, but... Yeah, and he got he like almost, well. yeah, almost double the plate appearances in April and March. A little bit of a smaller sample in July. I feel like some of that was okay, but like he was also, he missed some games. He played 13 games in July. Mm-hmm. So there was, uh, you could, it doesn't change. Like it doesn't mean that like, oh no, he was, you know what I mean? But there is a reason, you know, if you're, if you're hurt, you know, there's going to be a little bit of either you're playing hurt before and there's a little bit of uh struggle or if you're hurt and you come back, maybe sometimes there's struggle coming out of there. Um Either way, I mean, it's, it's, it's really like it's not his July numbers that hurt his season. It was the early season stuff when he was legitimately just struggling. Yeah. So no home runs in July. <laughs> oh. So that really tells you that, you know, you had something going on there. Cause the last two months, I mean, June, he's a June, he's a June guy, right? Right. But even the last two months, 271, 283, but knocked six home runs in each month. You know what I mean? It, Five extra base hits in in the you know September October uh, four extra base hits, I mean well, other than home runs right so right, eleven right. and and ten in those two months. Uh, to me, the biggest struggle was that runners in scoring position, and that we talked about that so much, and how his numbers have changed. Twenty twenty when he struggled, his runners in scoring position really struggled, and then the same thing this year with the struggle. But even when he was hitting good, mm-hmm. that continued to be a pain point. 229 batting average. Now, granted, he he also put together 361 on base during that because they weren't pitching to him. And when they did, he wasn't hitting. And that's yeah. the difference. You know what I mean? Like, I get the 361 because in that lineup, heck yeah, I'm going to make him beat me. You know? Yeah. But really, I mean, that was just part of it for me, that that OPS plus, which, by the way, uh, a 93 with runners in scoring position, a lot of the league was down. (laughs) I would expect that to be a little lower, league average being 100. He was at 93. But uh, when you look at the whole, the first half, second half, very close. Yeah. When you look through June because of June, and then after with just the way it was, I mean, like he was a 260 hitter all the way through. On base percentage yeah. in the 340s, slugging percentage 365 in the first half and 456, or I'm sorry, 465 and 456. Most of that was because that June, mm-hmm. where he, uh, in his season, the June had his highest number of home runs with eight and his highest number of doubles, I believe, too, which I lost it. Yeah. No. No, he's just hitting the ball out. <laughs> May he had all the doubles um with seven. Yeah. 
So just, you know, a little heavier in that, in that frame and really home runs in those first three months. But so overall, we're sitting here talking about the, the things that we kind of felt that he struggled with. And yet here he is in the center of the silver slugger conversation or not in the center of it. I guess you could call it that. I mean, there's nine guys listed yeah. here that are up, uh, that are finalists for the silver slugger. And really, there's like good reason for nine guys to be there, which I was surprised last year would we say it was? I think seven. Seven? Six or seven? I think it was seven. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different last year. Uh, and we looked at the numbers because, uh, and if, if you're watching on YouTube, we have, we have a graphic up right now that shows the 2022 statistics for Brian Reynolds and the 2021 and the difference between the two. He did not win a silver slugger last year. <laughs> 126 OPS plus this year, 145 last year. And I look at the the 35 doubles to 19 is a big difference. Mm-hmm. Eight triples to four. He led the league in triples last year. Uh, he had three more home runs this year. That's his in that's his that's where he got better. 90 RBIs last year versus 62. We won we lost 100 games last year too. Yeah. And 119 strikeouts last year compared to 141 this year. Just like those are some big differences. And he didn't win it last year. So this is an early uh this is an early thing for me, like early in the conversation. I don't think he has a chance to win it this year. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, I don't I don't see it happening either. Sometimes you look into these numbers and you say, Yeah, but look. Yeah, but look, yeah, he was better last year, but you know, sometimes you look at it and you say, yeah, but so was everyone else. Uh, we looked back at the numbers. Uh, he should have won it last year. I don't remember where we were on this, but we looked at the three guys who won it were Soto, Castellanos and Harper. Certainly Soto and Harper were on that. No question. Nick Castellanos had a great year, but really I think Brian Reynolds probably should have, could have. Yeah, we'll stick with could have. He it would have been the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. It would have been Nick Castellanos saying, ah, "I think I deserved it. I had ten right. more home runs than Reynolds." Yeah, but his OPS plus was higher than yours by math, one forty five to one thirty eight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Now Nick Castellanos is that doesn't even make sense. His OPS was higher. Than Reynolds, but Reynolds OPS plus was higher. Don't get me started. You love it though. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, that's it's it's just because OPS plus is adjusted to the ballpark. Nick Castellanos right. played, and we talked about this too. Nick Castellanos yeah. played in Cincinnati, 34 home runs last year. He had 16 this year playing in Philly. Philly's. Uh, I don't remember if it's like a pitcher's park or. I don't really think so. Just an average park, I think. I think it favors lefties, but anyway. He could have won it last year, and he didn't. And I just don't... With the struggles that he had this year, I'm just not sure I see... I'm just not sure I see it happening this year. So, I mean, you're just... He's our only guy. Mm-hmm. But I just... I, I don't see it as being a thing. Uh, if you look at the rest of the field, the rest of the field of guys... um, just to name them off, Mookie Betts, Kyle Schwarber, Juan Soto, Starling Marte, Michael Harris, Jock Peterson, Hunter Renfro, and Brandon Nimmo. 
And like some of those names to me, Hunter Renfro and Brandon Nimmo, I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> I was a little bit shocked. I was a little bit, I was like, what did they do? Uh, now, just yeah. like Reynolds. Uh, so basically I looked up like just some random stats that kind of, um, they're kind of like overall type uh, statistics, right? They're just kind of one of those things where you say, well, these are general hitting statistics. And these are not, uh, these are just to, just to put it out there in case you're looking at uh, the YouTube, these are uh, baseball reference numbers. Uh, I said this before, I don't have ads on baseball reference. So that's the one I use. Uh, Fangraphs is, is, is usable, but you know, but uh, you know, I, I put on here the slash lines, the OPS plus, the offensive war, extra base hits, home runs, runners in scoring position average, just because I knew that that was a thing that Reynolds struggled in. Uh, and then our bat, which um, is just runs batting, um, which just takes like a baseline of zero um, where you're at better or worse than the average player as a hitter. Um, it's kind of like... Uh, uh, it's kind of like runs better than average, but it's like weighted. It's a little yeah. bit modified. So it's it's weighted again. And so that's one of the things that, you know, you get a little bit of um, get a little bit of bonus as far as these numbers for PNC, I would assume, just because it's not a hitter's park versus somebody who's maybe playing, you know, in Cincinnati or something like that, mm-hmm. where the offense is a little bit higher. Or Colorado, I think, is, you know, usually one that they, that has like a weight to it. Uh, but anyway, I mean, Brian Reynolds didn't lead this group in any of those categories. Uh, neither did Renfro, neither did Nimmo. Everyone else got a piece of something that they could hang their hat on. Marte did not. Touche. Um, yeah, Marte right in the middle of the pack. You're right. He also did not. Um, but like, you know, you've got bets with the slugging and the extra base hits. Kind of go hand in hand. Schwarber with the home runs, 46 homers. Soto, 401 on base. I'm going to cough here so you can read. <laughs> I didn't notice where you left off. Ah, Soto, 401 on base. 100, 149 OPS plus because of that on base. Um, 5.7 offensive war, 40 RBAT, which is when I looked at this at first, I was like, Soto ain't going to get it. And then I was like, oh, shoot. If they're looking at all these types of things. There's a lot of metrics that still really favor Juan Soto. He had 242, which is the, well, no, Kyle Schwarby's the worst batting average, but but the fact that he had 242 and still led this group of guys in on-base percentage is ridiculous. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't get it. I really don't. I think that you're going to have a harder time having a higher batting average if guys aren't throwing strikes. And they basically committed, right. especially when he was with Washington, Pitchers oh, yeah. are basically going to say, you're not getting anything from me. Right. And so I could see that, but like, how does that, how does that give you a silver slugger? <laughs> right. So he had the same amount of home runs as Brian Reynolds did. And Marte had 16. Michael Harris had 19. So there was some lower Brandon Nimmo had 16. Brandon Nimmo had some nice numbers though, but a couple that really popped out at me was, was Jock Peterson hitting 388 with runners in scoring position. And, I mean, had a good year. 274, 353, OPS plus of 144, which is number two on this list. 
Yeah. Now maybe he gets some credit because he he played in San Francisco, so maybe he gets a little like, yeah. maybe it's a little weight there. I I'm not surprised if Jock Peterson comes out with a silver slugger this year. I, it wouldn't surprise me. I I think like I'm looking through that. I I wasn't a hundred percent listening to when you were where I said I didn't see where you left off because I'm looking through here and I'm trying to figure out who I think gonna win it as well so i'm just like looking over this whole chart is there and one guy that's a shoe in like that I you know without two. a doubt you think there's two i think there's two i think bets and harris are locks harris yeah he led the league in batting average 297 led the league or just led this group this group yeah i don't know that that's i don't know 383 with runners in scoring position I get that, but that's not like I, I, the only reason I put that stat up there is because of Reynolds struggle. And I wanted to kind of show that like Juan Soto had it 204, that Renfro was 236, that, that Schwarber was 234. You know what I mean? Like I just was kind of pointing out like, Hey, this stat alone. But when you just look at the numbers, like I don't know. Harris has a shot. Don't get me wrong. 135 OPS plus on top of that is fourth on the list. So it's not like I'm OPS plus just covers so much when you're talking about hitting because the guy's on base and he's hitting for power. You yeah. know what I mean? So like I'm not just looking at that alone, but man, that that statistic carries so much weight for me and he's there. He's definitely in the conversation. A lock. I don't know about that. Who was the first one you said? Bats. As much as I hate to say it, I mean, I think Silver Slugger, I, Schwarber led the National League in home runs, all positions. This isn't not just outfielders. Right. So it kind of makes me feel like, unless Schwarber is a finalist for DH as well, I don't know, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know how much time he spent at each position. He spent like the first, till Bryce Harper got hurt, he was the DH, and then Bryce Harper took over DH and... Schwarber went into the outfield. Okay. So Bryce Harper is, uh, it says he, he, he's a finalist. It says he appeared in 99 games short of the hundred game minimum to qualify. So he is eligible. Well, Harper appeared in 99 games short of the 100 game minimum to qualify for winning award. So he is el- oh, ineligible to win. So he made it as a finalist, but he can't win. Harper? Harper at DH. He They listed him as a finalist, but he can't win. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because guys could have voted for him anyway. Yeah. And so they don't they don't name the the finalist and then people vote. Like this the they, they name the finalist based on the vote that had already happened, right? Right. So, okay. But that's not outfield anyway. Uh, it, that was just interesting. Yeah. Uh, bets. I, I agree. I think bets has a really good shot. Unfortunately, we know that these things still are based on how well people do. Right. Bets has a bunch of them already. Mm-hmm. So it would be easy to, to just give him another one. But I don't know, man. Soto has, He's got numbers that still look good. Yeah, and and he'll probably get it. He'll probably get it. I don't. I don't think he should, but I think he will. 
I mean, I don't know. Maybe you should. Maybe I'm just... I don't think Schwarber should. And I think because he led the National League in home runs, he might too. He might He might not, though. He might not, though. Well, yeah, I know. He might not, though. All right, I'll go I'll go Betts, I'll go Schwarber, and I'll go Peterson. I I don't know. He had a solid year, man. He did. Ten points higher, nine points higher on the OPS plus from Harris. And then I literally just told you that I wasn't going solely off of OPS plus, and I just picked the top three OPS plus players on the list. <laughs> so I'm a liar. Apparently I'm a single uh statistic voter for Silver Slugger. Not true. But man, it just—you know—I like Jock Peterson too. That's a—that's mm-hmm. a thing, probably. It's probably fan eyes seeing that. <laughs> no, I mean he had a good year, so it wouldn't surprise me at all if he walks away with the Silver Slugger. Yeah, and it wouldn't and it could go it could go Soto. Who did I say then? Schwar- I said Betts, Soto, and Peterson. Yeah, yeah. it could go Betts, Schwarber, Soto too. Mm-hmm. And it could go to Harris. He's absolutely in in the running there. I, it's interesting to me, man. When you had seven last year, you go to nine this year, and there's three guys on this list, or I'd, let's say two guys on this list who I just don't think have a shot. And it's Brian Reynolds and Hunter Renfro. I just I, I don't see it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, when you if you're if you're a batting average guy, or I mean, really even if you I mean, in this group, Reynolds is tied for fourth in the, in home runs. Right? 46, 35, 29, and 27. Yeah, that's true. Him and Soto had 27. That's true. If you're if you're looking at that with that, that puts Hunter Renfro back in the conversation then too. When you talk just, yeah. you know, when you're talking home runs, hey, all the rest of his numbers are, but the OPS plus is the same as Reynolds, too. And here I go again. But like for me, Hunter Renfro with a 315 on base after hitting 255, Soto hit 240, or Schwarber, I mean, hit 218 and had a higher on base. Right. But Reynolds, if you look at on base alone, he's number three behind Peterson and, and Soto. No, four. Marte, 347, just two points higher than Reynolds in the on base. And Marte at 292. But we all know Starling Marte has never seen a pitch he didn't like. We know that as <laughs> right. much as anyone. He feels like he can hit them all. Looking at the competition, I Brian Reynolds is not going to win a Silver Slugger. I'd be so surprised if he does. It's going to be one of those four or five guys. Yeah. Betts, Schwarber, Soto, Harris, Peterson. It's from that list. I'd be surprised if any of the other four got there. Yeah. I really would. I'd be happy for Marte if he gets it, but I don't see it. Does he have any? I'm not sure. I don't know if this thing actually says it. I don't know. I'm checking. Side note, Michael Harris probably winning rookie of the year. Oh, yeah. He's not. He's got two gold gloves, but okay, no silver sluggers. I mean, it's not surprising because of the the power that's you know usually emphasized for an award like this, and he's not usually you know not usually a power guy. I don't know that he's ever hit twenty homers. Twice. I'm awful tonight. Anything else? <laughs> Ask me a question. 18, I get wrong. Eighteen and nineteen. He hit twenty and twenty-three. Nineteen. Yeah, juice balls. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, Gold Glove this week should be interesting. Silver Slugger, I think, is a little less interesting to me. Uh, What was interesting to me, though, about this topic was getting an opportunity to take a look at the year that Brian Reynolds had, um, what we thought about it, whether we thought that this was um, 
even still a good year. And I think that there's good, there's ups and there's downs. I think this is definitely one of those seasons that he's looking back, not happy about. Yeah. But overall as a whole this season, I, I think he had a decent, decent year because of that early struggles. Yeah. I think you qualified decent. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's about as good as it gets. Um, I think that, you know, even last year with, with the numbers he put up last year, hitting 300, and he's done that. Um, he's done that a couple times now. And it just seems like it's so rare right now. And he hit 314 in 2019, 302 in 2021. And then he had his two off years, which means he's due for a great year. Yeah. Um, if that's the case. Hopefully. <laughs> but. Man, 300 is has been disappearing. Mm-hmm. I should look up the numbers of um, of how many players, because we looked at it at one point, and there was 11 players over 300. And I was just curious to know how many players we had. Oh, it has to be qualifying players. I want to see 429 show up. Why do they have Matt Chapman showing up as 429? Two games, seven at-bats. Three hits. What is that about? Oh, is this? Oh, this is postseason. <laughs> it's like nobody hit four twenty nine with two games when I clicked qualified players. Um, yeah. So it looks like we had a total of eleven players. So it was right on. Jose Altuve hit exactly three hundred. Stephen Kwan and Manny Machado hit two ninety eight. So they were and Trey Turner all hit two ninety eight. So they were close. Man. 11 guys. We looked this up. There was like 50 guys that used to be every year. Yeah. It's just down. Um, And you know what? We're probably going to have another discussion about this, so we're not going to go deep in, but maybe that changes next year. No shift. Maybe we start seeing the 300, because right now we baseline everything on, oh, he hit 300, man. What a year. And I think right now that's like, oh, he hit. I mean, if I go down to the bottom of this list, the top 25 guys are 283 or higher. The top 30 guys were 280 or higher. Jose Ramirez hit 280, every, like, and he's number 30. That's it. That's the new 300. Yeah. Is, is, a, is a batting average of 280. That's, that's, that's the new 300. You hit 280, you had a, you had a good, solid year. Well, that's a good year. Better than average, for sure. Top 30 hitter oh, yeah. in Major League Baseball. That's what 300 used to be. It's 20 points off. It's incredible. I'm really excited in in my in my long-term head. I'm really excited to have this discussion this time next year. Yeah. To see how these batting averages changed. Mm-hmm. Because right now pitchers have the upper hand in the worst way. And yeah. it's scary. And maybe it changes next year. And I'll say this. The World Series and this playoff run in general has proved that, like, so true. You know what I mean? That, pit, that Because of the way pitching has the upper hand. Because the runs are being scored by hitting home runs. Yeah. And that's the only way that you can do anything. It yeah. has to happen that way. There have been, there have been, but there have been few, like, innings where they're hitting a lot. The uh, the Phillies in game in game one they they did that 
Yeah, and the Astros started off the first three pitches of the game last night were doubles, and they had two runs. Yeah. And so, like, some of those things, but they're short spurts, and then the rest of everything else was big home runs. Yeah. And that's the way, I mean, that's the way that it, uh, that's the way that things went. A lot of strikeouts just through the postseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of strikeouts and a lot of big home runs. And that, like I said, there have been others, but guaranteed that the home run is king right now. And the only reason is because pitching has such an upper hand on it. Yeah, and and it's the 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 shift is causing guys just to shoot for the fence. You have no other choice. Right. All right, let's take a little break and then uh, let's talk about the World Series. Let's talk about what's uh, what's gone on in the first two games and what uh, what we're gonna see here this week. Good. Sounds good. Let's take a break. Thanks for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Audio podcast available on your favorite podcast platform. Video podcast available on YouTube. Follow us on the socials and subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, take a couple minutes for a review. We'll be right back. And we're back here, Bridge to Bucktober podcast. And we're going to talk about the World Series here because, you know, it's baseball <laughs> and it's the World Series. Yep. I get so excited. I get so excited for the World Series, regardless of who's in it. I think that um, obviously we've never seen the Pirates in the World Series. Right. And I don't know, man. I think I'd, I think I'd feel weird. Like, I don't know how I'd feel. Like, I I get excited for the World Series right now, but, like, yeah, if I had to actually, like, if I was actually rooting for a team, and there have been years I've rooted for a team, mm-hmm. but, like, I just, I, I don't know how I'd sleep after each game. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> I just think I'd be, like, I text my buddy who's a Philly fan, I'm just like, you doing all right? Yeah. I talked <laughs> to him today. So, um, he's the worship leader at our church. So Saturday night, it's like a, it's an important night. Like he's a singer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got to sleep. And I was like, dude, I thought when Schwarber was going to that home run, they were going to get so close. I still didn't think they were going to pull it off. And he's like, yeah, I, was, I fell asleep. And I was like, no, how? <laughs> he's like, honestly, I just felt so good that they took game one that I was okay if they lost. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I could go to sleep. I think yeah, I'd be like, be someone else is singing this Sunday. It's <laughs> not going to lead oh, these songs. No. Yeah, I don't know if that's an option. I mean, it is. He could still play guitar. It is. I yeah. mean, dude, I don't can't tell you how many times I show up, he's playing drums. Like, he can move around. Yeah. Somebody else yeah. can do the singing. Anyway. <laughs> Come on, Stroop. <laughs> Figure it out. Uh, game one went to the, went to Philly six five in uh, in a classic man. right out of the gate man what a game crazy what a game I mean I mean so in like opinions are opinions I think it's awesome right so like whatever you want to say but I saw tweets saying this was the greatest World Series game I've ever seen I don't hold that opinion but I think it's awesome that somebody does because it was a great yeah. game yeah it was a really good game um man. I just remember some of those, some of the LA Houston games were ridiculous. The one that was like 13 to 12 or something like that was ridiculous. 
Some of the Royals games back in the uh, Royals run, they had a couple games that were like so good. Yeah. Uh, but also like some people want to see like a one to nothing great pitching duel. Other people want to see 12 to 13. Other people want to see, you know what I mean? What we saw, extra yeah. innings, uh, things like that. Fast games, slow games, whatever. So it's awesome. Opinions are cool. And I can tell you that these are great games. Yeah. Uh, both yeah, of them. Sure. Even because like, because of what happened, game two in and of itself wouldn't have been a great game had it not been for game one. If if you flip-flop those, game two would have been like, man, it's just Houston doing this, man. Yeah. But the fact that they had a 5-0 lead in the first game and then went out to an early 5-0 lead, yeah, it had me thinking like, you idiots, did you not learn anything last night? <laughs> Don't go up 5-0. Once it was the fifth inning, I was like, this is a little bit deeper than it was. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, when they went up three runs in the first inning, the first thing I thought was, here we go again. You gave them so much time to come back. You shouldn't <laughs> have scored so early. But then they four waited pitches. longer to score the, the other two runs. So, well, the four pitches it took them to score the two runs, three pitches to score two runs. The first three pitches were doubles, right? No. First two pitches were doubles, and then Alvarez took a pitch and then hit a double. Yeah. Yep. Pena doubled first pitch. Where's it at? Altuve doubled first pitch. Pena doubled first pitch to score Altuve. Alvarez took a strike, then doubled. Yeah. And then Alvarez scored on the air. That was Guriel hit that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because he tagged up. Alvarez tagged up from second on a fly ball to center field. I was like, oh, geez, big man's taking a shot. <laughs> How about Pena fielding the ball up the middle and throwing it to Altuve, who was sitting crouched looking at first base? Did you see that play? I, I must have missed that. Oh, my gosh. He goes I up the middle. I watch all of game two. I, I, was, I was busy. Okay. But. Yeah, and it was, I mean, it was the ninth inning. And it kind of made you feel like this is happening. Yeah, because I was... No, okay, it was so the eighth was inning. A, it was the eighth inning. Yeah, I was watching it on my phone a little bit here and there while I was at a Halloween party. And uh, I it was five to one. And I was like, Houston's got this in the bag. They never have it in the bag. I think once they're, they're, they're relief, they're late inning guys are just... just they are, but... I don't know. Well, they they had it and they did they won. So they won. They had, it they the had in the bag. They won. <laughs> uh, Schwarber, that foul ball was foul by inches, and then his fly ball to right field was by inches. Now I know that still gets them. They're still down one, and I thought mm -hmm. that Houston's got this game too, but it would have changed a little bit of momentum had Schwarber hit that and you still had a Bryce Harper at bat coming and we still had one and man, he almost, uh, he continues to be put into, into positions to do damage. He's had so much good. You can't just say like, Oh, now he's going to choke. No, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Right. We'll see. It's not going to, <laughs> it's not going to happen every time, but he's getting a lot right. of opportunities. Which just means if he continues to get opportunities, he's going to have his moment again. Yeah, but I'll tell I, you what the uh, the the Phillies are going to have to watch out for Altuve now. I think oh, he's dude, it. yeah, three he's, for four last night. 
Yep, it's done now. He's he's hit. And I tell you he's what, I hit. tell you what, it was that bloop single that he thought he popped up and got out on. Yep. I said, I, I actually told the wife, I said, that's what's going to break him out of this little funk. It's that ball that you get off the end of the bat or so, and then it just happens to fall. Those are the ones that break your slump. It's not the, oh, dude, I hit that one solid. I know I got out, but man, I hit that solid. I'm feeling good now. It's that little dunker, you know what I mean? Yeah, the swinging bunt that gets you going. Mm-hmm. 100%. I just got another notification for the. <laughs> I love it. Oh, geez. There's a way I could prevent it. I could just mute that channel right there on the mixer. <laughs> and I just did it now. But I didn't think yeah. of that before. Uh, the Windows 11. No, nah, we're not going into that. Um, <laughs> Nerd. It's ridiculous. I just don't know how to do it. It used to be so easy. And I'm not sure how to put it on that mode anymore. There used to be a button right here, and I just click it, and it would not get notifications. They've moved that button, and I haven't done the research to figure out where it's at. You know what I think's ridiculous? Yeah. Ramber Valdez throws 6.1 innings. Well, I was getting here for you, because I this know. is you, so go for it. I'm yeah. leaning back. This is the longest World Series start since 2019. That's awful. <laughs> and I know you're facing the best of the best, so, I mean, actually, technically, I kind of get it. Because you are facing the best of the best. You get around that third time through the order. But you're the best of the best as well. Come on. Shoot your shot, man. I mean, <laughs> we got to get through. We, we, I don't know. Six innings isn't bad. But I, I got to see I gotta see an ace get through seven, eight. Somebody shut someone down. In the World Series. Now, because we've had this conversation how many times this year? Yeah. And this is the time where I'm 100% with you. The data's still there saying go to the bullpen, it's better. Right. But man, you've got to have an ace. Take the ball and keep it. Yep. How is that not happening? You're going to have to pry this ball from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just you want it that bad. Right after me, like I was just saying, that that pitching is is the 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 main, like the... It has the upper hand right now. Yeah. And I still believe that. And you know that because you watch these guys, like even Wheeler, he gives up those the doubles early, and I know they ended up getting him out of there, but um, but like Verlander gave up those runs and stayed in the game. Mm-hmm. Because technically, they weren't doing a ton of damage. They just happened to get the ball out. And he's right. like, no, I'm still good. The guy just hit a home run. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like he was walking, guys. It's not like he was stinking it up. Like He's like, no, I'm good. Keep me in. I can continue to shut this down. They just hit a home run. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it did kind of have that feeling to it, but who am I thinking of here that was really like, man, it wasn't Verlander. I mean, it was, but I mean, I guess you could even say Aaron Nola, who ended up being chased, but like I thought a lot earlier he was gone. Yeah. But he was like, no, dude, like Kyle Tucker is just a jerk right now. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like if it wasn't for Tucker, I'd be fine. (laughs) Holy cow. What is this kid? That's funny. But I am. I am a little bit surprised. I mean, they threw their pitches, you know what I mean? And I think those game one guys, especially Aaron Nola, he's going to throw again, possibly. Mm -hmm. So I see a lot of like 81 pitches. They took him out and I'm like, yeah, because he's got to throw again. Yeah. 
he's probably going to throw in Philly. He's probably the game five guy. Yeah, probably. I think they have listed Suarez throw, or they got Cindergard going Monday and Suarez going uh, on Tuesday. Philly Suarez. I, I'm not. I'm not calling him Ranger. He hasn't played for the Rangers. His name's Philly. Yeah, I'm going with it. So Wednesday is going to be Nola, I think. Which would be what four four days rest. He threw Friday, so he's got he's got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, four days rest. He's thrown. That's normal. That's yeah. what you get in the regular season. So I'm not going to overthrow him. You know what I mean? Right. And then uh, on the flip side, Wheeler has an extra day. You know what I mean? Because he also gets Thursday. So he doesn't have to throw till Friday. So he's Saturday to Friday. He's got an extra day. Mm-hmm. He only threw 69. He's throwing game six. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. And man, dude gives up four four earned runs in five innings, still throwing a 267 in the postseason. I feel good about the Phillies' chances to finish this thing off. Home field advantage for the next three games now. You take two out of three of those, all you got to do is win one more. Yeah. And you have Zach Wheeler going and still Suarez. If he's going to, you know, if he's, you could still go Cindergard and Suarez like as a game seven, like, bag. you know what I mean? Do or dice it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they still have the arms to do it and that offense and the, you know, and if they continue to click, thing is, is if you get Houston, Houston has won all of their games so boring. They've all been close, but they've just been better. Mm-hmm. And it's been boring. So I wonder what they have in the tank. Now, oh. they did have the Jordan and the Jeremy Pena. They had their moments. I get mm-hmm. it. But, like, they're also just, you know, I don't know. It just hasn't It hasn't been as electric. Well, I want electricity. Altuve is starting to hit now. So I know, so that could change. That's a big game changer. I mean, their leadoff hitter was batting under 100. Yeah. Well, and then you have, uh, you know, Pena, the kid who's been, he's, he's been hitting good the whole way through. But uh, when you get Kyle Tucker hitting a couple home runs, I know they lost that game, but if your Don starts to hit again, it's going to be Houston. Now that, now that, yeah. now that Altuve is like, you know what I mean? Not just your Don, your Don, but if your Don starts hitting again with Altuve hitting, like good luck. Right. Good luck. Cause Bregman's still hitting. Tucker's starting yeah. to hit. Uh, a little bit more. Guriel always hits. This is In nuts. Postseason. Oh, oh, one more thing before we before we uh, before we close this. Um, shoot, the dude that used to play for the Cardinals, Diaz, Alemis Diaz. Yeah, leaning into the pitch. Yeah, that's the right call. Absolutely, it's the right call. Second question: Was that a strike? Uh, they called it a ball, but like the they called it a Robertson ball, was like, dude. That was going to be a strike. Yeah, I I don't I don't have the rule in front of me. I don't know what the rule is. I don't know. The rule if is you, if it's over the plate, it's a strike. He doesn't have to hit it. There there's a lot of question. I I think and I don't know what I don't know what the rule is on this. I I I think the rule is that they have to like get out of the way. But I don't think that's I don't think that's the way it's done. Is it not the rule? No, the rule is you can't lean into it. 
Okay, well, I mean, he certainly leaned into it. You and he tried to, to lean if into the one before If it's coming right that. at you, you do not have to move. I didn't think so. That is that is a huge That's like a high school thing. At the lower levels, you have to... Yeah, you have to try to get out of the way. I've got... Trust me, I've gotten called against it. <laughs> if I've stood there and took it, and they was like, no, you have to try. It's a safety thing for kids. Well, I, don't, I don't think they do it anymore. Oh, they okay. don't do that anymore. Okay. But anyway, he certainly leaned into it. Oh, Yes. And tried to lean into the one before that. Yes. But made it a little more discreet. Just, you know what I mean? But I don't, I'm, I'm actually trying to look it up as we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Because to me, what inning? Oh, geez. Yeah. What inning was that? Ooh, I was so in and out of that game. He pinch hit. Uh, he didn't pinch hit. He was the DH. No, but he did that when he, he pinch hit. hit for, he pinch he hit in the game one. Mancini. That's when it happened. For Mancini. Yeah. And it says grounded out for Mancini in the 10th. Yeah, it was in the 10th. So if I go to the plays and go to all plays and go to the 10th, where's it at? Right here. Oh, because he was the third out. I got to look at the pitches here. So that was pitch three. Now nah, it was a ball. It was a ball. It was inside. According to the little square. <laughs> <laughs> According to the graph, it was a ball. Yeah, that was awesome. And like kudos to the ump for actually doing it. Yeah, yeah, making the right call. I wonder if that's reviewable. If they could have reviewed it or if they could have asked him to look at it again. I don't know. That would have been interesting if he didn't call it and then they asked for it to be looked at. Yeah. Hmm. I I don't know if... if, uh, I don't know if all you guys listen or watch the World Series like we do. I know that football's on. I know that football's on, but I can't think of anything else. Like, what else are you watching? Is there anything else to watch? Football. Not really. NBA yeah. is starting, but. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know. I'm kidding. This is Pittsburgh. We don't have a team in the NBA. Pens we- are on. Pens are on. That's it. Yeah. No. I was like, man, there's something. There's a lot of Pens games on right now. They just started. So I know the pens are on. I know football's on because there's, you know, there's college games. There's, you know, NFL obviously, and pens are on hockey. Any hockey fans? And we do. I mean, that's definitely there. Um, mm-hmm. Not basketball though. Nobody watches basketball. <laughs> <laughs> um, but man, the World Series is still. I still love it. I'm still a baseball fan through and through. I know you are too. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, thanks for sticking with us while we talk about the World Series and. And and I know we cover some other, you know, MLB stuff from time to time, but we try to keep it we try to keep it at home a little bit, you know what I mean? Um, but anyway, I don't have anything closing. Like that was my closing. Um tomorrow night is I just said it, Cindergard versus Lance McCullers. Two forty five ERA versus a one sixty nine ERA. Like, dude, these pitchers are so good right now. Mm-hmm. Till next year, when we're allowed to dink and dunk again. I can't wait. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'm out. Yep. Let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two October. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released.
clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Buck. 